Hey everyone, what's going on? Um, welcome back, of course, to Babylon Talmud. Um, apologies for all of the loud uh, motorbike background noise the last few days. Um, the good news is I'm moving out of this place tomorrow. I'm headed to Singapore for a week. So we'll see. Maybe it'll be quieter there. Sure hope so. Um, <clears throat> but in any event, today's daf is daf tes. Looking forward to learning with everybody. Um, we're going to start, <clears throat> so we actually need to start a little bit on Daf Ches Amud Beis. Um, we have to start with what we ended with yesterday because um, it's going to give a, it's, it's pretty important for the flow at the beginning of today. So uh, we got another big Daf today. So without further ado, here it is. So we're going to start from actually four lines before it gets wide, um, before it gets really wide on Daf Ches Amud Beis. Here we go, by Rabban Gamliel, Omer. Amr of Yudah, Amr Rav, Alachak Rabban Gamliel, so as we saw yesterday. That is a... Wow. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Those guys are so loud. Okay, Rabban Gamliel, Omer, Vechule. Amr of Yudah, Amr Shmuel, Alachak Rabban Gamliel. So says of Yudah, in the name of Shmuel, Alachak Rabban Gamliel, that uh, you could read Kriyashma until Alosa Shachar. Fine. I'm just going to do this a little quicker, I think, because we did it yesterday. Right, says, You could read Kriyashma twice at night, once before Amr Shachar and once after Amr Shachar. And by doing so, your Yotze. Kriyashma Shalaila when you read it before Amura Shachar, and Yotze Kriyashma of the day when you read it after uh, Amura Shachar. Hagufa Kasha, this is inherently problematic. First, you started off by saying that you're reading Kriyashma twice during the night time, which means that even after, you, you, after Amura Shachar, when he's reading Kriyashma, he's still reading Kriyashma at night. It's still the night time after Amura Shachar. But then you're saying that you yotze um, your kriyash, your of kriyashma for the night and also for the day, which means that after Amur Shachar is already considered daytime. Uh, so the Gemara says, okay, it's no problem. Really, after Amur Shachar is still considered night, which is why uh, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai said that you're reading kriyashma two times during the night. Okay. Well then, Well then, why did we refer to the Kriyashma that he read after Amr Shachar as being Kriyashma of the day? It's because there are people that are awake at that time. Because Kriyashma is not about day or night, it's about B'Shach B'cha Kumecha. And therefore, even though it's nighttime, but the fact of the matter is people are already getting up after Amur Shachar, and therefore it can be considered Uvkumecha, and you can read Kriyashma uh, of the day then. Amr of Acha Bar Chanina Amr Rabbi Yoshua Ben Levi Alacha Rabbi Shimon Okay, so now listen to this. This is going to be important. So Rav Acha Bar Chanina says in the name of Rabbi Yoshua Ben Levi that the Alacha is like uh, Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai. Okay, cool. Now, let's move on. Ika, this is new. There are those who teach that which Rav Acha Bar Chanina said, um, you know, that the Alacha is like Rav Shem Ben Yochai, 
he, he taught it on the following Brisa. The Tanya, as we learn in a um, Brisa, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Omer Mishum Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai says the name of Rabbi Akiva. Okay, in the previous Brisa, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai said for himself. Now he's quoting in the name of Rabbi Akiva. And listen to what he says. It's slightly different, but it's important. Okay? There are times when a person can read Kriyashma twice during the day. Okay? Once before sunrise and once after sunrise. And by doing so, his yotze is chiyuv of Kriyashma for both the um, night, when he read before Amura Shachar, and for the day, when he read, uh, I'm sorry, when, when he read before sunrise, before Henetz Achama, he was yotze the Kriyashma for the night, and when he read after Henetz Achama, he was yotze the Kriyashma, I, I hope I didn't just confuse this, when he read before um, Henetz Achama, before sunrise, he was yotze Kriyashma for the night, and when he read Kriyashma after after sunrise, he was Yotze Kriyashma for the day. Okay, now let's go on for a minute. Hagufa Kasha. Now we ask a very similar question, which is that this is inherently problematic. This time, right? There are times that a person can read Kriyashma two times during the day, which means that before sunrise it's considered daytime. Vihadar Tani. And then you said that by reading Kriyashma before sunrise and after sunrise, you yotze the Kriyashma for the night time when you read before sunrise, and for the daytime when you read after sunrise, write Ama Lelyahu, which means that after um, that before sunrise it's still considered nighttime. Okay? We will go over this in a second. Um, so we say Lo Loolamimamahu. Really, um, before sunrise is already considered daytime. The reason why we're calling it night to say that Yotze Yerchiv of Kriyashma for night is that there are people that are sleeping at that time, so it's considered when you're lying down and you could be Yotze Yerchiv of Kriyashma for night. Let's talk about this for a second. Rabbi Shim, Rabbi Shim ben Yochai was, um, made the cutoff between, right, he was basing it on um, Alosa Shachar, right? Rabbi Shim ben Yochai was saying the name of Rabbi Akiva, so essentially Rabbi Akiva was doing it based on Netzachama. Now, this window where they argue is, right, before sunrise, before Netzachama is the same thing as after Alosa Shachar. We're talking about this window that is between dawn, which is Alosa Shachar, and um, sunrise, which is Netzachama. So, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai called this window, this period of time, night time. And he said, however, you can be Yotze Yerchi of Kriyashma of the day because people are already getting up, okay? Rabbi Akiva considered this window to be daytime and said that you can be Yotze Yerchi of Kriyashma at night then because there are still people who are sleeping, okay? So, so that's sort of the distinction between those um, two brises, okay? Fine. And the interesting thing is that, you know, yeah, I don't know, would, um, yeah, I don't know, okay, say it. So, and then, of course, Amr, Rabbi Acha, Rabbi Chanina, Amr, Bishua Ben Levi, Alacha, Rabbi Shimon, Amr, Bishua Rabbi Akiva, right? And then, Rabbi Acha, who said the name of uh, Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi, 
right? He said in the previous price that the Allah is like Rabshim ben Yochai, um, but there are those who said that it was one on this price, and what he says is that the Allah is like Rabshim ben Yochai, who says in the name of Rabbi Akiva, okay? And the question is, is, um, you know, after Allah Sashachar and between uh, and before Netzachama, is that considered nighttime? Is it considered daytime? There are nafkaminas in terms of, let's say, you know, like when do we start considering daytime for Shaud Zmaniot, for Zman Kriyashma, right? Like, for example, you know, I think you can read Kriyashma for the first three hours of the day, right? So those are Shaud Zmaniot. Do those start from Allah Sashachar? Do they start from Netzachama? So it depends if it's day or, or, or if it's night. Um, okay, fine. Great. Now, Amr Rabbi Uvavad Yomar Hashkivenu. Okay, very good. So now, Rabbi Zera says that, sure, we just said that um, after Alos HaShachar, you can still read um, Kriyashma um, of night, right? Meaning we said before sunrise, i.e. between dawn and sunrise, it's considered daytime. However, we said you could still da, um, say Kriyashma of the nighttime because people are sleeping. Rabbi Zera, however, says, because remember, part of reading Kriyashma is also reading the brachos of Kriyashma, the two brachos before and, and the two brachos afterwards at Mariv, right? Now, one of those brachos at Mariv is Hashkivenu, right? And Hashkivenu literally means put us to sleep, lie us down. So Rabbi Zera says, while you could technically be Yotze, your Chiyav of Kriyashma of the nighttime still, because there are people that are sleeping, don't say Hashkivenu, lie us down, because nobody is going to lie down anymore. They're already lying down. Right, they're they're soon getting up soon, right? Fine. Kiasa Rav Yitzchak Bar Yosef Omar. When Rav Yitzchak Bar Yosef came, probably from Eretz Yisrael, and he came to Bavel, he said, "Hot Rabbi Acha Rav Chanina Amr Rabbi Shua Ben Levi Lav Beferushitmar." That which Rabbi Acha Rav Chanina said in the name of Rabbi Shua Ben Levi, he didn't actually say explicitly on either brisa, right? I mean, we set up until now Amr of Acha Rav Chanina Amr Rabbi Shua Ben Levi. So. Rav, um, Rav Yitzchak by Yosef says it, it actually wasn't like that, right? He didn't actually explicitly say it on either brisa. Rather, it came out from a story that happened, okay? Um, it came from uh, sort of an implication of a story in which Rav Achab Rav Chanina gave his opinion, and let's see what this story is. Scandalous. There were two rabbis who got wasted at a wedding, and they fell asleep. And when they woke up, it was already after Elosa Shachar, but it was before Neitzachama. Um, I'm sorry, And it was at the uh, wedding of Rabbi Shuv and Levi's son. Also the comment of Rabbi Shuv and Levi, well, I guess the good thing is that Rabbi Shuv and Levi was there, so they could come to him with their quandary. And they said, look, we fell asleep, we, got, we, we overdid it a shtickle, and it's after Amur HaShachar, but it's before Neitzachama. Can we still read Kriyashma? Amar Kedayu Reb Shimon Nismoch Alav B'Shas HaDechak. Okay? So he says you can rely on Reb Shimon in a pressing circumstance such as this, right? Where you got drunk, you fell asleep, you blew it. It's now after Amur HaShachar. It's pretty uh, borderline, but nonetheless, you can still read uh, Kriyashma in this um, Situation, so it's not lichatchila. We wouldn't recommend that you would do this, but you know, in this situation where this is just the situation, this is the reality. You can read Kriyashma after alos hashachar even, which is very interesting. Okay, fine. Next, going on to the, we're getting towards the end of the first Mishnah of Brachos, and we're moving on to the next piece of the Mishnah. Right, this is going back to that story 
in the first daf of Brachos, right, where Rabbi Gamliel's children came back also from a wedding. It was late at night. It was after Chatzos, and they didn't know if they could read Kriyashma, so they asked their father, and he said, yeah, as long as it's not before. As long as it's before Amr Shachar, you can read Kriyashma. So now the Gemara asks, actually the question that I asked, that I had asked on the first day, about Hashtel Oshmielu Hadar Gamliel. Until now, did they not know their father's opinion, right? Like why, why right? They, they must have known that their father's opinion is that they have to Amr Shachar. Why didn't they just do like their father? So this is what they said to their father, to Rabbi Gamliel, when they got home. They said, look, Rabbanam Pligei Lavach. At the end of the day, we know your opinion, but we also know that the rabbis argue with your opinion. There is a principle in halacha that when you have one person arguing against many people, right, as fancy as that one person might be, it, does, it doesn't go his way. It goes like the majority, right? We go after the majority. And therefore, um, even though Rabbi Gamliel has his opinion until Alos Shachar, the Rabbanan say that it is until um, Chatzos. Okay, now, who are the Rabbanan? Whenever we say the Chachamim, whenever we say the Rabbanan, who are the Rabbanan, right? So, I don't know, the way you could think about it is basically the general consensus of rabbis, right? So, like, for example, think about, I don't know, you can maybe think about it this way. You have a bunch of rabbis sitting around in a room, and they say, okay, Kri Kriyashman Tuchatzos. One guy raises his hand, or Mugmil raises his hand, and he says, no, I say till, uh, uh, till Amr HaShachar. Okay, great. So, basically, the Rabbanan is everybody else in the room, that general consensus, okay? Right, it's not like this, like, Chachamim people or something like that. No, it's basically, you know, the, the general consensus is to do one way, and then there are, you know, this, Rabbi Gamliel says do this, Rabbi Eliezer says do, do that. So those are individual opinions. When we come to deciding what the halacha is going to be, okay, so we go, we're going to go after the majority. So Rabbi Gamliel's children were saying to him, they were saying, you know, we know that your opinion is that you can read until Alos HaShachar, but um, the consensus opinion is till Chatzos, so what do we do, right? So, O Dilma, they said, or maybe Rabbanan Kavasach Sverlu, or maybe actually, maybe actually the Rabbanan hold like you. That really, Me'ikar Adin, you could read Kriyashma until Alos HaShachar. And the only reason why they said until midnight was just because they didn't want, you know, you know as we discussed earlier, right, the, to put a time constraint to encourage people to read Kriyashma earlier. Okay. And he said to them, Bingo. Rabbanon Kavasi Sviralu, they do in fact hold like me. Michayov and Atem, and you still have a chiyuv to read Kriyashma, go get them. Exactly as you guys suggested. Very, very smart little kids. Um, that the reason why the Chacham said into Chatzos was to uh, distance people from coming to sin. Okay, moving on in the Mishnah. Oh. So then we said, and not only this, right, but actually every time that the Chachamim said that you have until Chatzos, you really have until Amur HaShachar, and they're just trying to distance you from Navera. So the Gemara asks, It's kind of a funny question, because I, wouldn't have read the, I would not have read the Mishnah that way, but okay, the Gemara asks, Like, there, I guess the Gemara is assuming for a second that like Rabbi Gamliel is saying that, you know, whenever we say until Amur HaShachar, then you really only have until Chatzos. So the Gemara says, Rebbe Gamliel, Mika Amar Ad Chatzos, the Katani Vlozo Bilvad. Right? Does Rebbe Gamliel hold that you can read Kriyashma in, only until Chatzos? That he says that it's not only this case that it's until Chatzos, 
but rather in other cases they say until Amr Shachar you also have Tilchatzos? I don't know. So Amr, right, right, so Hachi ka Amr Luhu Rebbe Gamliel Livnei. So this, okay, this is how to read the Mishnah. Okay, this, this, this is what, this is what Rebbe Gamliel was saying to his children. Afilu the Rabbanan, the Ka'ameh Ad Chatzos, Mitzvah Satshiala Amur HaShachar. Right, even according to the Rabbanan, who say that you can only read Kriyashma until midnight, really you can read Kriyashma until Amur HaShachar, until dawn. By the Ka'ameh Ad Chatzos, Kedel Archi Ha'adam in Avera. The reason why they said until Chatzos was just so that people wouldn't sin. Um, okay, great. Uh, uh, honestly, I don't know, it's like a kind of funny few lines. Well, if anybody has any ideas, please let us know. Also, this is a good time to mention, we do have a WhatsApp group now, if anybody's interested. Um, if you go to the Facebook page, at the top there's a pinned post that has a link to, the, to join the WhatsApp group. You can join the WhatsApp group if you have questions, comments, suggestions to the Gemara. Um, all is welcome there. Uh, in addition to the YouTube video, Facebook posts, wherever you want to get in contact with all of us. Okay, Hector Chalavim Beivarim. Okay, very good. So we then move on in the mission and we say Hector Chalavim Beivarim. We give the example of burning of the fats and the limbs um, you can do all night, right? So what is that talking about? That means that, okay, basically whenever you bring a sacrifice in the temple, Right, so there's always going to be some part that goes on the mizbech. That's the whole point: is that we want to get stuff on the mizbech for God, right? So we, so if I bring uh, a sacrifice today, so we have until um, amuda shachar, we have until the morning to get whatever stuff goes on the mizbech for God to get them on the mizbech. If we don't get it up by the morning, then uh, it, then, then we missed our chance. It's called lina. We missed our chance to get it on the mizbech. So now. We mentioned two examples in the Mishnah of things that you have until the morning. One is burning of the fats and the limbs. Uh, another example was... Wow. Another example was um, when you um, can eat a korban for one day in the following night, such as a korban toda. If I bring a korban toda today, right, um, I can eat it today and tonight but by the morning it is too late, you have until Amur HaShachar as well. Now the Gemara asks, Achilas Pesach lo katani. Why didn't we mention in the Mishnah the Korban Pesach? The Korban Pesach, right, which also by the way on Seder night, the Afikomen is in place of the Korban Pesach, um, and we're going to see right now the Machlokas between Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah and Rabbi Akiva uh, regarding how, when, if you have to finish the Korban Pesach by midnight, or if you can continue eating the Korban Pesach until um, dawn until Elosa Shachar and that has the same halacha uh, regarding the Afikomen, right? Um, you know, we generally, at least in like, you know, the modern Orthodox places and like kind of the straight-laced, more straight-laced places, so we generally try to um, eat the um, uh, Afikomen before Chatzos, okay? Um, but this is the Machlokes about Chatzos versus Neitzachama. There's uh, uh, an interesting um, uh, condition, that it's called the Tanai of the Avni Nazer, He's got an interesting thing. We'll, we'll hopefully, uh, we'll get to that soon. Um, okay, fine. Now, interesting. We didn't mention in the Mishnah that you can also eat the carbon Pesach until um, Alos HaShachar. Viramini. But one second. We have a contradiction. Kriyashma Arvis, right? Reading Kriyashma at night, okay? Vihalo Belele Pesachim and saying Halel on um, Pesach night, okay? And eating the carbon Pesach is, right, these three things, their mitzvah is until dawn. So how come we didn't 
include eating the Korban Pesach in the list of things that you can do until dawn. So Amar of Yosef Lokasha. So Rabbi Yosef says, no problem. Harab ben Akiva. It's actually a machlokas, right? This um, this brisa, yeah, exactly. This brisa that says that you can read Kriyashma, uh, that that you can eat the carbon pesach until Amur Shachar is going like Rabbi Akiva's opinion, okay? Um, but Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah's opinion is that you only have until Chatzos, and that is why the Mishnah did not mention this among the uh, things that you can do until Amur Shachar because. Um, our mission is going like Rabbi Lazar ben Azari, that you can only do it until Chatzos. Okay, very good. Titania, as we learn in Abraisa, last in line of the Gemara. Oh, the Pasuk says that you will eat the Korban Pesach tonight, on this night. Rabbi Lazar ben Azari, Omer, Nemer kan balayla hazeh, v'nemer lahalon v'avarti beretz mitzrayim balayla hazeh. Okay, it says um, over here, by um, the Korban Pesach, it says balayla hazeh. It also says in the context of, of um, Makas Bechoros, right? God says, I will pass in the land of Egypt, Balayla Hazeh. It uses the same two words, Balayla Hazeh, by the Korban Pesach and by Makas Bechoros. Malahalan Archatsos, Afkan Archatsos. Right? Just like the uh, Makas Bechoros happened at Chatsos, right? So there's actually a different text that says, Bachatsos, at Chatsos, because that is when. Right, carbon pesach. That that that's what makas bechoros happened. So afkan at chatzos. So here also the carbon pesach you can only eat until chatzos. Now this is what's called a gezerah shava. A gezerah shava is um, you know there are thirteen ways to learn the Torah. Right, it's it's a, it's we say it in prayer every day. Right, Rabbi Shmuel Omer Rabbi Shlosha Shemidos Torah Nedreshes Behen. There are thirteen ways to like you know um, uh, you know under make drushes from the Torah, extracting from the Torah. One of them is what's called a, a, a gezerah shava. A gezerah shava is when you have the same word, or in this case two words, um, in, in, in two places, and then we can equate the two. Now, an important thing about Gezer Shava is that it says, Ein Adam dan Gezer Shava me'atzmo. You are unable to just like make your own Gezer Shava. It's like, hey, it says this word here and that word here, let's just say it's the same thing. No, you have to have a Mesorah, right? You have to have a um, tradition, right, that you received that these two words are the same as these two words and we can compare them. Now, one more important note about Gezer Shava is that all we know is that there's something to be learned from the fact that this word is in, the, in two different places, but we don't know what it is to be learned. So that's always kind of like, you know, so we know that there, so the tradition that was passed down is that there is a Gezer Shava with Halayla Azeh by Korban Pesach, and that there is also, um, and by, um, Makas Bechoros, and that we could do something with that. And Rabbi Lozab ben Azari is saying that something that we're going to do with that is um, say that just like Makas Bechoros happened at Chatzos, so also the Korban Pesach you can eat until Chatzos. Fine. Armel Rabbi Akiva. Now Rabbi Akiva says to Rabbi Lozab ben Azari, Falok far ne'amar bechipazon ad sha'as chipazon. So now Rabbi Akiva argues and he says that no, you can eat the Korban Pesach until um, dawn, until Amur Shachar. Why? Because it says in the Pasuk, it says, that you should eat it in haste, right? And Rabbi Akiva learns out, until the time of haste. When was the time of haste? That was Amur Shachar. that was dawn when they actually got themselves together and left Egypt in a hurry. So therefore you can, you can eat the Korban Pesach until Amur HaShachar. Well then, Rabbi Akiva, why does it say um, 
Balayla, right? Meaning, according to Rabbi Zera, it says Balayla because um, we use it for the Gezerah Shava. Balayla Azeh, that's how he learns out uh, in Tilchatzos. According to Rabbi Kiva, what's, what, why does it have to say Balayla? So he answers, Yachol Yehinechal Kikadshim Bayom. Is it possible that maybe I can eat the Korban Pesach during the day? Right? Maybe, you know, on Erev Pesach, I, I, I slaughter the Korban Pesach and already during the day I can eat it. Tamulomar Balayla. Balayla hu velo bayom. Right, therefore it says Balayla at night. They can only eat the Korban Pesach at night. You cannot eat the Korban Pesach during the day. Okay, fine. Now, the Gemara says, Bishlam Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. I understand Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah's opinion. The Islay Gezer Shava. Because he, um, he learns out the Gezer Shava from Balayla Hazeh. Right? Right, he uses the words Balayla Hazeh to learn out until Chatzos. It's Drich Lemichtav Le Hazeh. Right, so now I right I understand why it says the word hazet because that's part of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah's gezer shava balayla hazet balayla hazet and Rabbi Akiva. But according to Rabbi Akiva, hi hazet my ovidle. What does he do with the word hazet? He explained what he does with the word balayla, right? Which is to say that you can only eat it at night, not during the day. What does he do with the word hazet? So he answers lim ute laila acher huda asa. It's coming to exclude a different night. What different night? Right? I may have had the th- have a minute to say, look, a, a, a korban shlamim is a kachim kalim. We'll explain what that means in a second. That a korban shlamim is a kachim kalim, and a, the korban pesach is a kachim kalim. Just like a korban shlamim can be eaten for two days and the night in between, so I'll maybe say af pesach lelos yamim. I'll say that you can eat the korban pesach for two nights since you can't eat it during the day, right? So therefore, I'll say, well, so since we can't eat it during the day, maybe we can eat it for two nights, right? Um, and you can eat it for um, two nights and the day. So not, that, so not that you'll be able to actually um, eat the Korban Pesach during the day because you can only eat it at night, but it just means that it won't be puzzle, right, for, for you, know, it, you know, because it says that you have to eat it at the night and whatever's left over you have to burn. So the Chiddush is you won't have to burn it uh, during that day that is in between, right? So Kamash Malan, Balayla Hazet. Therefore, Rabbi Kiva says, it says, Balayla Hazet, Balayla Hazet, it's only eaten on, for one night, uh, it's not eaten on another night. Now, let's just talk about what we just said for a second. What is Kachim Kalim? What is Kadshe Kachim? So, um, basically, in general, big picture, there are two types of um, Korbanot, right? There's what's called Kadshe Kachim, which has its own laws, which um, the most important distinction, I think, would be that it has to be eaten in the Azara in the holy part of the Beis Hamikdash, where only the Kohanim can go, and Kachim Kalim uh, are, are korbanot that you can eat anywhere in Jerusalem. So now a shlamim is one type of a korban. It's called a shlamim because it brings peace to everybody. Part of it goes on the mizbeach to God. Part of it goes to the Kohanim. They get their piece, and then the rest of it goes to the owner, and he can eat it anywhere in Jerusalem, and he could share it with people. So what Rabbi Akiva is learning out from Hazeh is that. I might have had the thought to say that since Korban Pesach is in the category of Kadshe 
Kachim Kalim, okay, that carbon Pesach. And Shlamim is also Kachim Kalim. So just like Shlamim, you can eat for two days and the night in between. So I may have had the thought to say, well, carbon Pesach, I can't eat during the day. So obviously I can't eat it for two days, but maybe I can eat it for two nights. Right, and then the night, in the, and then the day in between, I can't eat it, but at least it won't be puzzle, you know, during that day. And then I'll just put it in the fridge and get back to it on the second night. Therefore, it says hazet to say that you only have one night in uh, to eat it. Okay, fine. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah milo tosiru ad boker nafka. Right, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah says I, I don't need a fancy uh, thing like that. It already says in the Pasuk, don't leave any of the Korban Pesach over until the morning. And if you leave it over to the morning, you have to burn it. So obviously you only have one night to eat it. Rabbi Akiva, my boker, boker sheni. Rabbi Akiva says, if I only had that Pasuk of don't leave it over to the, bo- to the morning, I might think, don't leave it over to the second morning. Right? Rabbi Lazar, Amar lach, kol boker, boker rishonu. Rabbi Lazar says, look, when it says the morning, it means the next morning. It doesn't mean two mornings from now. Okay, great. Very good. The um, Gemara then says that the machlokas between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah is actually very similar to the machlokas between Rabbi Eliezer and uh, Rabbi Yoshua. Let's take a look. Titania, Shom Tizbach Esa Pesach Ba'arev, Kivo Hashemesh Moed Tzeischa Mimitzrayim. Right? Oh. It says that, you know, you can't shech the carbon Pesach wherever you want. You have to shech it in the, um, uh, in the Beis HaMikdash. And it says there you will uh, sacrifice the um, Pesach, the carbon Pesach, and it gives you three separate times there. Ba'arev. What does it mean Ba'arev? It means once the sun starts uh, uh, going towards the evening, i.e. in the afternoon. Okay? Kivo HaShemesh. Who remembers what Bo HaShemesh is from the first page of the, uh, of the Gemara? Right? It says, Uva Shemesh Vitaher in the context of the Kohanim eating their truma, right? That was referring to Tseisa Kohavim, right? Nightfall. And Moet Tseischa Mitzrayim, when did they leave Mitzrayim? Uh, at um, dawn, okay? So we learn out three different things during the time, about these times. Rabbi Eliezer Omer says Rabbi Eliezer, Ba'erev Atazovech, in the afternoon you um, slaughter the carbon Pesach, Uchvo Shemesh at Tseisa Kohavim at Ochel, you then eat it. Umoed seischa mimitzrayim atasoref. Okay, and then at do, at dawn, you then burn it. And what he doesn't say here, but Rashi explains that the, you know it, it must be his opinion is that you actually uh, have to stop eating it at chatzos, and we'll see why in a second. Rabbi Yoshua Omer says Rabbi Yoshua ba'erev atazoveach. Right. Um, again, you slaughter it in the afternoon. Kivoshemesh ataochel. You eat it, uh, you can begin eating it at Tzesa Kochavim, Ad Masai Ata Ochel, until when can you eat it? Ata Ochel Vaholech, Ad Moed Tzesa Mimitzrayim, until dawn when you left um, Egypt. Right? So Rashi explains that we, we, we know that Rabbi Lezu's opinion must be that you can only eat it until Chatzos, because if he says that you can eat it until Amur Ashachar, then he's saying the same thing as Rabbi Yoshua. So basically, Rabbi Eliezer says you can eat it until Chatzos, like Rabbi Eliezer ben Azariah, and Rabbi Yoshua says you can eat it until Amur Shachar, like Rabbi Akiva. Amur, okay, period. Now, um, I'm not going to get into the, um, to the Tanai of the Avni Nezer because we're really running a little bit behind schedule. It's a huge daf, um, but, but maybe I'll, I'll, I'll write about it later or something. Amur Rabbi Abba, Akol Modim, Kishanigalu Yisrael, Mimitzrayim, Lo Nigalu Ela Ba'erev, okay? 
Now, if you remember back on Dalud Amabez, when we talked about being Somech Gula Latfila at night, we talked about if the Geula really happened at night or not. So says Rabbi Abba that everyone agrees, both Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah agree that when the Jews got like freed from, from, from slavery, that happened at night. Everyone agrees that, you know, after Makas Bechoros, um, they were no longer slaves. Shinemar, Hotziacha Hashem Elokecha Mimitzayim Laila, that God took you out of Egypt during the night. And everyone agrees that when they left, um, they only left during the day. That on the next day, the Bnei Yisrael left with a uh, you know, high hand. Okay? So what's the machlokas between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Lezab and Azariah? Which is weird, because I thought that we just spent a while explaining the machlokas between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Lezab ben Azariah. Right? right? Rabbi Lezab ben Azariah had a uh, Rabbi Kiva learned it out from Bechi Pazon. So I think I have uh, a thought on this, but let's, let's go uh, a little bit further for a second. So what they argue about is how to define the hour of rushing, right? Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, who says that you can only eat it until Chatzos, uh, right? Whose haste are we talking about? We're talking about the um, haste of Egypt, right? That already after Makas Bechoros, when all these random people started dying, they're like, all right, get out of here. We don't, we don't want you here. Just leave, right? So that happened at Chatzos. So that's Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. Rabbi Akiva says, no, the haste that we're talking about is the haste of the Jews. And that happened at Amura Shachar at dawn when they were like hurrying up to go. Uh, to leave. Now let's read two more lines and then I'll tell you what I think about, about how to understand this. We also learn in a Bryce like this, right? That God took you out of Egypt at night. Did they really leave at night? I thought that they only left Egypt during the day. On the next day, right? The, night, the day following this whole carbon Pesach stuff, um, the, 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 the Jews left. That the uh, redemption started um, from the night before. Now what I think that maybe, so remember how I said earlier that a Gezerah Shava, um, they just kind of like, uh, we know that there's like something to do with these word similarities, but we don't know exactly, right? The tradition is just that we learned something out from Balai Lazet, Balai Lazet in this example. But we don't know exactly what we learn out. So it's possible that basically um, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah had this tradition that um, there's a Gezer Shava for Balai Lazet and Balai Lazet, but he didn't know what it was. Then when we were trying to define what Chipazon is, so he said, ah, I know what this Gezer Shava is. Chipazon must be the Chipazon of Mitzrayim that they just wanted to get rid of us at midnight. And that's what the Gezer Shava is. That it's saying it says Alay Azeh by Korban Pesach. And it says Alay Azeh by Makas Bechoros. It must be that just like that was at Chatzos, then uh, also Korban Pesach, you can eat it until Chatzos, just like the Chipazon of Mitzrayim was at Chatzos. That, 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 that's one way that I can think about it. Okay. Right? So it says, um, Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, He says, please speak to the Bnei Yisrael and ask them in the kindest way, um, can you please go to all the Egyptians and just take their gold and silver? Okay? Amri Dever they say by Rabbi Yanai, bakasha. The word lashon of na is lashon of, of bakasha, of requesting, of asking. Okay? Hashem said to Moshe, please, please and go and say to the Jews, please Jews, 
right, in the nicest way. Hashem was very, very nervous over here. Right, please just go to all the Egyptians who are in a, vulnerable right now and ask them for gold and silver. Shlo Yomar also tzaddik said, Avram Avinu shouldn't say, Right, that God, you had no problem, you know, doing, uh, this was by the ben, uh, bris ben Abisarim, right, when God promised um, um, uh, Avram Avinu that, that, the, that, that his children were going to get Eretz Yisrael, right, so then Avram says, how will I know? And then uh, God says, um, Take a bunch of animals, cut them up, and we'll make a we'll make a covenant, right? So over there, um, he said, by the way, um, your children are going to be slaves in Egypt, and they're going, and that, but afterwards they're going to uh, leave with great wealth. And all of a sudden, it was the night of of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. God's like, oh darn it, I, I, I'm running out of time here, I, 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 you know. And he was like scrambling to make sure that the Jews would leave with wealth. And he said, uh, which is why he was like really nervous. He didn't want to, you know take any chances. He said, please, Moshe Rabbeinu, ask the Bnei Israel in the nicest way to please ask um, um, them to get gold and silver from the Egyptians um, um, so that Avraham Avinu doesn't come to me and say, hey, God, you had no problem enslaving them for 210 years, but whatever happened to then, you know, you seem to be reneging on the fact of they'll leave with great wealth. Um, so Amru lo ba'atzmenu, and then Moshe Rabbeinu was like, "God, you dropped the ball here. Just, just let us like leave, you know? Sorry, dude, but like, let's just get out of here." It's a parable for a person who was in jail. And then people were saying to you, "Hey, you know, Joe, they're letting you out of jail tomorrow, and they can give you lots of money." And he, he says to them, please, just get me out of jail today, you know, I, I don't need money, just, just get me out, you know, like I don't, you know, who knows what will happen tomorrow, maybe they'll renege or whatever, just, just get me out immediately. And he lent them, okay, so it doesn't say that the Egyptians lent the, 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 the Bnei Israel. it says that God lent them, what do you mean? So Rabbi Ami says that it teaches that um, God made them borrow against their will. So those who say it was against the will of the Egyptians, that the Egyptians didn't want to um, give this stuff away, but God made them. Those who say it was actually against the will of the Jews. The Jews didn't want to take the stuff. Uh, uh, the man who says that it was against the will of the Jews, right, that the one who... Um, lived in the house, kind of, kind of uh, divided up spoils, i.e. The, the Egyptians who were at home were forced to give up of their spoils. So funny, right? The, 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 the Mandamur says that it was against the will of the Jews. It was like, they didn't want to, be, they didn't want to, have, to have to schlep all this metal, right? It's not like now where a bank account is basically numbers on a computer program, right? Over there, wealth was, uh, wealth was uh, how much metal can you schlep? Okay, by not so it's Mitzrayim, that they emptied out Mitzrayim. Amr bi'ami, milamitcha asa'uk mitzudesh eim badagon. Oh, so Rabbi Ami says that they made it like a bird trap that doesn't have any grain in it. Basically, when you would make a bird trap, you would like put grain there um, to attract the birds. And if you don't have grain there, basically the bird trap is uh, uh, um, effectively pointless, obsolete. Right? So essentially, they made Egypt from like the most powerful place in the world. Remember when Yosef had all this stuff and the whole world was coming to Egypt to basically, they, they wrecked their economy by taking all of their gold and silver. They had nothing left. Um, they made it like the depths, 
right? Vayinatzlu, they made like a mitzula, like the depths of the ocean where there are no fish over there. There's like all sorts of interesting creatures there, but the fish are, 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 are closer to the top. Eye asher area. this is hilarious. I'm in a big rush, so I can't, it might be difficult for me to express how funny I think this is, but we'll see if I can get it across. But basically, right, this is when um, God introduces himself to Moshe by the burning bush. Moshe's like, um, okay, God, so, so let's like do this like scene play for a second, right? I go, I tell them, God sent me. They're like, who is this God? What do I tell them? God's like, okay, cool, got it. Eheyeh asher eheyeh, right? So that is what you should tell them. So I'm going to call Moshe lechem or lehem Yisrael, ani ayisi imachem b'shibud zeh, v'ani ayya imachem b'shibud malchios. Right? So God's like, okay, here, this is what you tell them. Eh, yeah, um, I, I was with you in this, um, in this terrible predicament in Egypt, and I will also be with you in other terrible predicaments when you're in exile and stuff in the future. And Moshe's like, no, 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 let's let, no, that, that's not going to work. Right? And... Let's like, how about let's like worry about um, like, like these terrible things, like when they happen. Let's just like focus on, on, on like Mitzrayim right now. So I'm going to fine, fine, good idea. Right, that like God who was with you, don't worry, I was here this whole time during Mitzrayim. Um, that God is the one who sent me. Anyways, in my mind, it was so much like, it was like such a funny dialogue, almost like a family guy kind of scene where, um, I don't know, God like kind of uh, didn't necessarily get these social cues or something and Moshe had to like be like, no, that, that, that's not going to work. That's like, try it again. God's like, okay, fine, just like do this, whatever. I thought it was funny. So this is actually something that we had uh, seen before. Um, I believe it was three days ago on Davav um, Mubez. This is by Eliyahu Navi. if you remember, on Mount Carmel when he had the big showdown against the um, prophets of Baal, of, of the Avodah Zarah. So, so um, Eliyahu Navi prays to God and he says, Aneni Hashem, Aneni, Amr Biyabo, Lama Amr Eliyahu, Aneni Beis Paimim. How come uh, um, Eliyahu said, Aneni, answer me twice? Milamich Amr Eliyahu, Lefnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Teaches that, that, that Eliyahu Navi said before God, Ribbono Shalom, Master of the World, Aneni Shetered Eish Min HaShemayim V'tochal Kol Asher Al-Mizbeach. Answer me that you should bring down a fire from heaven and consume everything that's on the Mizbeach, right? Um, right, and answer me that, that you should distract the Bnei Yisrael, you should distract the Jews so that they shouldn't say that, um, oh, it's just witchcraft. Um, that's a continuation of that, of that Pasuk. He's basically asking God, like, you know, because you know, they're so uh, consumed in Avodah Zarah right now that all they can think about is witchcraft and things like that, that their gut reaction would be to say, oh, Eliyahu Navi is just another, you know, witchcraft dude magician right so he asked God to hey please like distract them from that way of thinking for a second so that they actually realize that what's going on is that you are burning up the um, korbanos great now mazel tov. everyone give yourself a pat on the back we have finished the first Mishnah of Brachos moving on to the second Mishnah of Brachos so up until now we've talked about reading Kriyashma at night what, now we're going to move on to reading Kriyashma during the day when do we reach Kriyashma in the morning? The answer is, Kriyashma in the morning, from the time that you can tell the difference between Tcheles. Rashi says, what's Tcheles? It's probably not what many people are thinking, right? Those blue strings on the tzitzis. Rashi says it's actually a green, similar to the color, the shade of green of a leek, L-E-E-K, the vegetable leeks, right? Okay, Lilavan. So when you can tell the difference between um, the color Tcheles and the color white, that is when you can read Kriyashma. 
Rabbi Eliezer Omer ben Tcheles Likarte. Rabbi Eliezer says, no, it's a little bit more challenging. You actually have to be able to distinguish between um, Tcheles, which is a color that's similar to leeks, to leeks themselves. Okay? And then Rabbi Eliezer continues and says that you can read, that you have to, you, the window that you have to read Kriyashma is from this time that you can uh, distinguish between whether, uh, well, Rabbi Eliezer says between um, Tcheles and leeks until sunrise. Think about that for a second. The mitzvah of Kriyashma is only until sunrise. Okay? So you must be very happy that you actually, we paskin that you have until three hours into the day, because otherwise you'd have to read Kriyashma before sunrise already, which in and of itself is interesting. Okay, fine. Rabbi Yeshua Omer Ad shows. Rabbi Yeshua says that you have until three hours into the day, which we have defined really until the third hour, so really two hours into the day you have, right? As we saw on Daftalud Amud Beis, I believe that it was, with the opinion of or was it even Daf Gimel Amud Beis? Yeah, it was Daf Gimel Amud Beis when it came to the, um, you know, the Ashmuros, those, those, those watches during the night. Okay, fine. Because that's when the kings get up at three hours in the day. Okay. If you read Kriyashma after then, okay, didn't do anything wrong. If you're reading Pesukim in the Torah, great. Okay. So now the Gemara wants to know what does this mean that you can read Kriyashma from the time that you can tell the difference between Tcheles um, and white. If it, if it means if you take like a big clump of Tcheles wool and you take a big clump of white wool and, and, and you have to be able to tell the difference at that point you can read Kriyashma, right? But you can even make this distinction at night, like a big clump of like Tcheles wool and a big clump of white wool, like, you know, even if it's not that light, you'll be able to see it. So No, rather what it means is that if you take a clump of wool that is dyed to cheles, but it's not dyed perfectly, so there are little bits where the dye didn't get, little bits of white. So if you can like do the detective work and find those little bits of white, then that means that it's light enough that you can already, that you can already read Kriyashma. Tanya Rabbi Meir Omer says Rabbi Meir, Mashiachir ben Ze'ev lekelev. When you can tell the difference between a wolf and a dog. Um, that's very interesting because uh, on the one hand, that I guess implies that you have a wolf and a dog to be able to be analyzing. Although at the same time, you know, you can also say that no, meaning like at the time that somebody who, ha- who does happen to have a wolf and a dog would be able to analyze and tell the difference, that is also the time that, um, you know, you can read Kriyashma. Because at the end of the day, you know, you know, the time that we read Kriyashma is something like this. And we just look on like Maizmanim or something to see whatever time it says. But that time corresponds to one of these uh, times that we're talking about now. Rabbi Kiva Omer bin Chomer Arod. I don't know if it's Arod or Arvad, but maybe somebody could tell me. Anyways, Rabbi Kiva says that from the time that you could tell the difference between a donkey and a wild donkey, at that point you could read Kriyashma. I don't know which one's earlier or which one's later. I don't know. Acherim say, Acherim is generally referred to as Rabbi Meir. Okay, he says, If you see a friend of yours four Amos away from you, and you could say, oh yeah, that's my friend, you know, Reuven, so then... Um, then already you can read Kriyashma. Amr Rav Huna Alacha Kacherim. Huna says that this is the Alacha. The Alacha is like the Rachim. Right? And what is an Amma, by the way? An Amma is generally assumed to be between a foot and a half and two feet. So, you know, if you see a friend from about, you know, six to eight feet away and you can tell who he is, so then you can read Kriyashma already. And Rav Huna says the Alacha is like Kacherim. Amr Bai Litfilin Kacherim, the Kriyashma Kiva Sikin. Oh, so Bai says that for Tfilin, it's Kacherim. That once you can tell the difference between your friend from far, you know, can you can recognize your friend from Dalar Amos, that's when you can put on tefillin, okay? But for Kriyashma, it's taka a little bit um, later, and it is kivasikin, 
Okay, what's Vasikin? Okay, so Rashi says, Vasikin is Anashim Anavim Umchab bin Mitzvah. It is humble people who, um, you know, are, the mitzvahs are very beloved to them. Okay, very good. So in the same way that they would read Kriyashma, that is when you should read Kriyashma, according to Abaye. Now, when is this? That the Vasikin, right, these Vasikin people, they would read Kriyashma and they would time it to finish it with sunrise, period. Tanya, Nami Hochim, we also learn in a price like this, Vasikin are you gomin osa imenei tzachama, kadeshi yesmuch gula letzvila v'nimtsa mispal bayom. We have also a price that says that the Vasikin would finish reading Kriyashma, right, and time it to finish with Neitzachama, so that they can go directly into Shmona Esrei. Bisomach gula letzvila, right, because part of reading Kriyashma, of course, is the brachos that come with it, so you're going to say Ga'al Yisrael after Kriyashma, and then you're going to juxtapose that right next to um, Shmona Esrei, and you will be able to um, make sure that you are davening Shmon Esra during the day because Rashi says everyone agrees for sure that after Hene Tzachama, after sunrise, it is already the uh, daytime. So this is what the Vasikin um, would do. Okay. So that is what Abaye says. Abaye says that, you know, that is when to read Kriyashma. And it's interesting because that's kind of a subjective time. Like, you know, let's say you can read Kriyashma really quickly, so maybe then you read Kriyashma right before um, sunrise. Let's say if it takes you longer, then I guess you can start reading Kriyashma. You know, it doesn't really tell you when the earliest time that you can read Kriyashma is, unless it's different for everybody. The earliest time that you can read it is like enough time. I don't know. It's possible that, that Rabbi agrees with like Rabbi Meir that you can already read it from the time that you can recognize your friend, just that we don't recommend that you do that. What, 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 what we recommend is that you wait so that you can be, you know, do it closer to sunrise so that then you'll be able to daven Shacharis after sunrise. I suspect that that might be what his opinion is. Fine. Amr Rav Zera, Rav Zera says, where do we have a Pasuk that teaches that it's good to, um, you know, um, 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 say Kriyashma with um, sunrise? As it says, Yira'ucha im shemesh dor dorim, that they will fear you, and meaning they will be makabo omachu shemaim, they will be accept the yoke of, 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 of heaven, which is, happens during Shema, they will do that im shemesh, with the um, sun. And, um, you know, it says that they will also feel, fear you when the moon is out as well um, for all future generations. So Yossi, but Rabbi Yossi ben Eliakim, um, he, he testified in the name of the holy congregation of Jerusalem. Anybody who juxtaposes Ga'al Yisrael to Shmona Esrei will not get damaged. He will not get hurt the entire day. Um, Reb Zera, Ini, is this really, Reb Zera says, is this so? Ve'ana samchi v'idziki. He says, what do you mean? I was so mechul tefillah and I got hurt that day. So, Amr lei, b'may idzak. Idzakta. Right? Idzakta. How did you get damaged? De'amtayis asa levi malka. What was, are you, are you referring to the fact that you had to bring a hadas, a myrtle leaf, to the king and you would rather have been learning like is that what you're all upset about that because you were such an important person they kind of made you get up out of the base medrash and go to the king and bring a myrtle branch that's not that doesn't count as getting damaged it's taka good for you to actually go and you know pay a little bit whether it's in time whether it's money for the hadas whatever it is to go visit the king that a person should always, um, um, you know, try to run to um, see Jewish kings. 
And actually, it's not only to see Jewish kings, even uh, to see non-Jewish kings. Oh, because if you will merit, and it will be around during the world to come, when there will be uh, Jewish kings, he will remember his experience with the non-Jewish king, and in by, by making the comparison, he will realize how friggin' awesome the Jewish kings are in comparison. Wow, very fancy. So Rabbi said to Ula, When you go over there, I guess, um, you know, when you go from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel, I believe, Ask about my brother Abrona, you know, I, I think what it means is, you know, go to like the Chabura, go to where all the, all, where all the students, well, or all the yeshiva people are hanging out, and say, hey, you know, does anybody know Abrona? I'm looking for Abrona. Because he's a great man, and he's very happy in doing mitzvahs. One time, he, he juxtaposed uh, Ga'al Yisrael to um, Shmona Esrei, and he had a smile on his face the whole day. And um, Tosos Asakashi says, doesn't, isn't everybody always so much gula tefillah? I mean, anybody who basically davens from the sitter, and you say, Baruch HaTashem, Ga'al Yisrael, and then immediately start davening Shmona Esrei, everyone's so much gula tefillah. So he says that, um, Mistama, that was, uh, he says that it's probably like the Vasikin. But the uh, Gemara doesn't necessarily say that, so I don't know, whatever. I don't know what to say. Hechi Matzi Samech. So now the Gemara asks a kasha that we actually will recognize from a few pages ago. How is it actually technically possible to be so much good But how is it actually possible to be so much good Because you're going to say, before uh, you actually start Shimon Esther. So you're going to say, Baruch Hashem, Gwa Yisrael. And then before you start, you're going to say, Hashem Svasai Tiftach. So you're not actually technically being so much good so Rabbi Lazar said, no, only say Hashem Sfasa Tiftach at Mariv. But in the morning, where you so much the tefillah, just go straight into it. But didn't Rabbi Yochanan himself say, the same Rabbi Yochanan who says that you start off by saying, uh, he's the same person who says that you should be so much tefillah, you're a child of the world to come, if you can be so much tefillah at Mariv as well. Which means, that um, you know, uh, um, he wouldn't be able. You know, if if we're saying that saying Hashem Tiftach would in fact be a hefsek, well then he wouldn't. And you're saying do it at Mariv. Well, Rabbi Yochanan says that you're also going to be so much with tefillah at Mariv. So Rabbi Yochanan says, okay, fine, do it at Mincha, because everyone agrees that you're not going to be so much with tefillah at Mincha. So at Mincha you say Hashem Tiftach secha, but at Shacharis in a Mariv you don't, and that way you can be so much with tefillah without a hefsek. Fine. Ravashi Amar Afilu Tema Akulu. Ravashi says no. You can even say Hashem Svasa Tivdach of Yagiti Lasecha by all three prayers, right? Kevin the Kavua Rabbanim B'Tfila Ketfila Arichta Damya, right? But since the rabbis said say Hashem Svasa Tivdach of Yagiti Lasecha, so it's just considered part of Shmoneh So when you say Goal Yisrael and then you say Hashem Svasa Tivdach, so you are actually, um, you know, going straight into the Shmoneh at that point, and there's no hefsek at all. The ilote mahachi, Ivasehi Matsa Samech, because if you don't say that, um, you know, since the Chacham said to say Hashem Sfosa Tiddach, it's considered part of Shmon Esrei, well then, how are you going to be on Samech Kulil Tfil and Marv anyways? Right? Bahabai Lemema Ashkivenu. Doesn't he have to say, right? He's going to say Goal Yisrael, and then he says Ashkivenu, and then he says Shmon Esrei. So, Ella, Kevin the Takinu Rabban, Ashkivenu, Kigula Richta Damia. Since the Chacham said, say Ashkivenu, it's considered an extension of Goal Yisrael. And therefore, right, so Achinami came the Kavur Rabban and Betfila Ketfila Richta Damia. Since the Rabban said, say Hashem Svasa Tiftach, so it's considered like an extension of the prayer. So, really, you know, you're just going straight from Goal Yisrael into Shmon Esrei, even when you're saying Hashkivenu, even when you're saying Hashem Svasa Tiftach, Ufiagitila Secha. Okay, let's move on. Hai Yulu Ratan Imefri, my Mashma. 
Mashmul Vasov, Mashmul Meikara, Diba Inan Lemeimar, right? This pasuk of Yulu Ratzon Imrefi may be as an appeasement, what I said and everything that I thought, God is my rock and my salvation, right? That could really work at the beginning of the prayer, right? Maybe, uh, 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 you know, what I'm going to say. It also makes sense at the end that I hope that what I just said was, was as an appeasement, right? So, my time is right? How come the, right, we say this at the end of Elokhine Tzor, right? Right at the end, we say, right before we take three steps back, we say, So how come we, they said, say it at the end as opposed to at the beginning? So says Rabbi Yudah Breder, Rabbi Ben Pazi, hold v'lo amro David el l'achar yudches parashos because David Amelech and Tehillim only said it after eighteen paragraphs of Tehillim. L'fichach takin Rabbanon l'achar yudches brachos. Therefore, the Rabbanon said, okay, well, we'll say if David Amelech said it after eighteen chapters of Tehillim, it makes sense that we'll say it after eighteen um, um, brachos of Shemona Esrei. Hani yudches yutesavim. The Gemara says one second. David Amelech said it after eighteen chapters of Tehillim. He said it after nineteen chapters of Tehillim. It's the last pasuk of the nineteenth chapter. So he. So he said, no, the first two chapters of Tehillim, the first one of Ashraish and the second one of Lamarog Shugayim, they are actually one. And therefore, um, really, even though in our books it's at the end of the 19th, the first two are really one, so it's actually the end of the 18th. Fine. That um, David Melech said 103 chapters of Tehillim before he said the word Hallelujah. He waited, he reserved to say the word Hallelujah until he saw the downfall of Rishaim. Right? It says that Chataim. Um, Right, that um, sins should go away, and Mimela automatically, if sins go away, there won't be any more evil people. Right, Barchinafshi et Hashem, let my soul praise God. Hallelujah. Hani Kuv Gimel Kuv What do you mean? It's at the end of 103. It's actually at the end of. It's if you look in the, in, in Tehillim, this pasuk is actually at the end of the 104th chapter. Havion. Right. So Ella Shmamina Ashra Ish Vlamurag Shugayim Chada Parsha He. Rather, no, those first two chapters are the first are, are actually one. How come specifically the first two chapters are one? I'll explain to you the Amr Rabbi Shmo Barachmani, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Kopaja Shaisa Khaviva al David, Pazak Baba Ashri, Visiyan Baba Ashre, that um, Rabbi Shmo Barachmani says in Rabbi Yochanan that any parsha that was beloved upon David and Melech, he started it with the word Ashri and he ended it with the word Ashri. And if you actually look at these two chapters of Tehillim, right? Um uh Ashre, fine. Pasach ba'ashrei, and he started the first chapter with Ashrei, Dixiv Ashrei Ha'ish, that's the first words of Ashrei Ish, Visiyem ba'ashrei, Dixiv Ashrei Kochosibo, and the end of that second paragraph uh, is Ashrei Kochosibo, so we see that the first two paragraphs are actually one. Shkaych um, to everybody, wow, I, I just ran through that, I apologize for running through it, there was just so much information, I wanted to keep it at under an hour because, you know, I don't want to hold you guys too long. Anyways, Shkaych, if you have any questions, let me know, of course. Um, and I'll just run through quickly what the what the Tanai of the Avni Nezer is. So basically what you could do is at the Seder, um, you can keep your eye on the clock and when it gets close to Chatzos, right, and you have to eat the Afikom before Chatzos, what you do is you say, I'm going to make a condition. If the, if it's like Rabbi Lazar ben Azari, they can only eat the Afikomen um, until Chatzos, so then I'm eating the Afikomen right now. You eat the Afikomen and then you eat a Kazayas of the Afikomen and then you wait, you don't eat anything because there's Eim Aftir and Achar Pesach Afikomen. You can't eat anything after the Afikomen, right? So you wait until Chatzos. Once Chatzos is over, it's already no longer the time for the Korm Pesach anymore. It's over, so you can go back to eating, you know, because Zel. Uh, and then whenever you get up to your Afikomen later, before Alos Shachar, you eat your Afikomen and then that's that. Anyways, peace everyone. Enjoy.